Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today is the seventh of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts, where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec, and coaching experience to share some valuable insights developed over a full and rich international career. This time, we're going to look at using our strengths. Thanks, Darren. If you really understand yourself and your strengths and use them, a lot of great things are going to happen. You're going to be able to find the right next role. You're going to excel in it. You're going to be happy in yourself and more confident. And all this will spill over into your home and social life. Rather than trying to be perfect in all the competencies your organisation has set out in its annual performance evaluation process, which is, quite frankly, impossible, you'll excel in those you're naturally best at, and you'll also naturally be authentic, one of the key factors in gaining the trust and respect of others. Funnily enough, though, as our talents come naturally, they're also very easy for us to neglect. The theory behind focusing on strengths, developed over time, is that you're far more likely to be successful by building on strengths rather than trying to battle with weaknesses. Focusing on weaknesses can bring incremental improvements, whereas focusing on strengths brings exponential change. And a Gallup analysis shows that if you use your strengths every day, you're six times more likely to be engaged at work, 8% more productive and 15% less likely to quit your job. Quite a different approach from all the competency assessments which became popular a few decades ago, which suggested you needed to be great at everything, which, as said, is simply not possible for most people. And to, in effect, compensate for the areas you're less naturally strong in, you just build a diverse team around you, which contains as a group all the strengths you deem necessary. Everyone's playing to their strengths, which leads to greater job satisfaction individually and better business results as a group. The most popular tool around strength identification is StrengthsFinder, originally developed by Buckingham and Clifton, which in its current form is a Gallup poll with an accompanying book. A quick quiz online and you're advised of your top five strengths from a list of 34. The beauty of it is, there are no so-called weaknesses. You might have the other 29 strengths as six equal, for all you know. So the focus is taken away from critical to insightful. You can share your strengths with your colleagues, and if you become more aware of each other's competencies in this way, then you can ensure you utilise them as a team, whether through your objective-setting process, allocation of projects, or anything really. I've run StrengthsFinder with teams in Unilever Foods Europe, Unilever Thailand, Novartis, Southbank Centre, Save the Children, British Council, the ACT and for the Banking Standards Board. Each time I observe people still trying to work out what they're not good at. And I have to explain repeatedly that that's not what the tool is doing. And each time eventually I see positive results. One individual at Novartis realised through StrengthsFinder that they were not in the right role and ended up leaving the company and going to a dream job, which was just the right thing for them. Although I was sad to lose them as an individual, the role they had at Novartis, which was churning out bored PowerPoint presentations most of the time, was soul-destroying for an individual who liked to be out and about, meeting people, building relationships, and having a great amount of variety in their day. Looking at the strengths you have as a team can open up greater understanding of each other, why we do the things we do. And it can also help recruitment decisions if used thoughtfully focusing on certain strengths that you'd like to have more of in the team. Profiles can change slightly over time, though won't vary dramatically, so it's always good to have a refresher. My current top strengths are strategic, achiever, woo, communication and individualisation. 
And this says a few things to me. Strategic and communication are perhaps obvious. Wu tells me that to be energised and perform at my best, I need regularly to be out among people, engaging with them and learning from them. My achiever side explains why I sometimes burn the midnight oil finishing something off or reading a book. I just need to feel I've achieved something every day. And individualization shows I value different people for their different qualities. So that explains my passion for and dedication to diversity and inclusion. My current role allows me to use these top strengths on a daily basis, pretty much. And although I've had some great roles in the past, that means I'm more motivated now than possibly ever before. Whatever your strengths are, they're all positive, and ensuring you use them every day of your life will give you far greater chances of job satisfaction and happiness. I'd recommend anyone doing StrengthsFinder. I've even done it with my daughter to help her think about what she'd like to do in the future as a career. And using it in a team-building session and translating it into personal objectives for the whole team is something I've developed, and it works really well. Acknowledging your strengths also helps you identify and build your own personal brand and ensure you remain authentic, which is the topic of the next podcast. Speak to you then. As Caroline says, please do come back for the next podcast where she'll highlight her observations on authentic leadership. In the meantime, from Caroline and from me, goodbye and thanks for listening. 